The Productive Woman, Episode 456. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. This week, I wanted to share some thoughts about a topic that's been on my mind lately, making the most of today. You'll find information and links to resources mentioned in the episode in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 456. This episode is brought to you by Calm. You know, our mental health affects every aspect of our lives, including our productivity. It encompasses our emotional, psychological, and social well-being and impacts how we think, feel, and behave. Finding time to practice mindfulness is easier than ever with Calm. And I am so glad to be partnering this year with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to help give you the tools that can improve the way you feel. Calm recognizes that everyone faces unique challenges in their daily lives, that mental health needs differ from person to person, and that time for things like meditation may vary. And since self-care practices are so deeply personal, Calm strives to provide content that caters to everyone's preferences and needs. Their guided meditations range from focuses on anxiety to stress, self-care to inner peace, They have sleep stories, which I've talked about many times, relaxing music tracks and daily movement sessions, all designed to give you tools to help improve the way you feel. They even have expert-led talks on topics such as tips for overcoming stress and anxiety, handling grief, improving self-esteem, caring for relationships, and so much more. So much that you need to prioritize your mental health and wellness can be found on Calm. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you can take advantage of a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription to which new content is added every week. So you can relax because Calm's got what you need for a happier and healthier you. I really appreciate the various guided meditations offered in the Calm app, which help me quiet my sometimes racing mind and just slow down for a minute and be present in that moment. They have so many different narrators, some of them celebrities like Laura Dern and Sam Hewen is, I think is how his name is pronounced from the Outlander series. A couple of my favorite narrators are Tamara Levitt and Alan Sklar. There's something about their voices which are very different from each other, but both of them, their voices just help me kind of stay focused and present during those guided meditations. For listeners of the show, as I said, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tpw. So go to calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash tpw. So speaking of meditation and being present in the moment and dealing with stress and those sorts of things, 
what's been on my mind lately, and this was not originally what I had planned for this episode, but it's just been, you know, kind of occupying my thinking. I learned last week that a best friend from high school, uh, literally one of my best friend, my two best friends for my high school years, someone I had lost touch with over the years, died not long ago. And in addition to the grief and the sorrow for having lost touch until it was too late, it also reminded me of my own mortality. I mean, this is a, a woman who is my age, and we graduated from high school together. We spent so many hours together. We were very close, and she's gone. And it has just reminded me that none of us is promised tomorrow. So what I keep thinking about is the fact that it behooves us to make the most of the days that we have. And so as I've been thinking about that, um, what can I do to make the most of today? I thought I'd share some of my thoughts on this. You know, often when we think about making the most of the day, especially in the context of a podcast like this, we think about getting the most things accomplished, you know, getting the most out of the hours of the day. And that matters, of course. And much of what we talk about on this podcast can help with that. Some of the practical reminders for getting the most accomplishment out of a day, the most things uh, done in the hours that we have are simple things like starting the night before by resetting your space, preparing for the next day's activities, and setting intentions for the day. Uh, Things like getting to bed at a time that will allow you enough sleep to wake ready for what the new day brings. And the things we talk about over and over again that boil down to planning our work and then working that plan using techniques like time blocking, for example, and eliminating distractions. But when I've been pondering the need to make the most of each day lately, I've been thinking about something a little different from being productive in the sense of getting stuff done. It's been more about minimizing regrets, about going to bed at night satisfied with how I showed up in the world. Getting stuff done is certainly part of that, but no matter how many tasks I check off my to-do list, if I haven't lived in a way that's consistent with what I value most, then I feel like the day was, if not wasted, at least a missed opportunity. I think maybe the death of someone close to us, even if we haven't been in touch with them for a while, can be a stark reminder of our own mortality and the fleeting nature of life. And so here are a few ideas on how to make the most of today and every day so that when we reach the end of our life, we are not looking back with regret. So the first one that comes to mind is to reconnect. Reach out to other people from your past that you've lost touch with. It's never too late to rekindle old friendships until it is too late. And so starting today, uh, making time to reach out to those people who were important to you in the past and, and just reconnecting with them. Even if you, like I have, have moved far away from old friends, I, I live half a continent away from the, the place where I went to high school and where a lot of my old friends still live. But technology like Zoom or just the telephone makes it possible to reconnect with those people. 
instead of just liking a Facebook post from that old friend, consider reaching out for an actual conversation. A lot of us use social media like Facebook and different things like that to sort of keep tabs on or keep in touch with, so to speak, those old friends from far away. But that uh, connection is pretty superficial in most cases. That's at least it certainly has been for me. And so knowing that my friend is gone and it's too late to try to reconnect with her now has made me more interested in, in doing more than simply, you know, dropping an emoji on a post, but actually reaching out to them to have a conversation and and ask, how are you doing in real life? And just, you know, reminiscing or catching up. Uh, If you have the resources, consider attending or planning an in-person get-together. Part of the reason I found out about my friend's death was that Mike and I are looking forward to traveling back to our home state in a couple of weeks for a reunion that's been planned for the music group that he and I met in during high school. And my friend was a part of this group, among other things. So we are going to this reunion so that we can spend time with these people who were such an important part of our life back then, but whom we haven't seen or spoken to in many cases, years. So taking time to reconnect with those people is a valuable use of our time and a great way to make the most of today. The second thing is to just nurture relationships in general. Spend quality time with the people who matter to you. Tell them how much you love and appreciate them and create memories together. Simple things like this summer, we've been privileged to have three of our grandsons, our oldest son's boys, spend a couple of weeks with us. They live in Hawaii, so we have seldom been able to spend time with them in person. So it's been a great thing to have them here and, you know, just get to know them as the people they are now, because the last time we saw them, they were quite a bit younger. And thinking about the regret that I feel for having lost touch with my high school best friend and the fact that it's now too late, I am reminded that it's just as important to nurture those relationships with the people that you live with, your spouse, your parents, your siblings, or roommates. Mike and I have been married a long, long time. We, we got married when we were 18 years old, and we're significantly older than that now. And you know, for many years, our lives were filled with caring for our five children because we had our first child when we were 20. And during those years, and and then even now, when we both have very demanding jobs, it's easy to get lost in the day-to-day and not really look each other in the eyes and, and truly connect. But one day, it will be too late. And I don't want to regret not having taken the time to talk to connect, to make sure he knows how I feel about him. We can assume, you know, it's easy to do that with the people that we live with and see every day. And and we just get, you know, kind of tied up in doing the stuff during the week and, and just assume they know, he, he knows, she knows, they know how I feel about them. But I want to make sure that I've expressed it and that we've spent the time together and nurtured that relationship. 
The third thing we can do to make the most of today and every day is to practice mindfulness. Be present and focused on the moment that you're in rather than worrying about the future or regretting the past. We can try to engage in activities that promote mindfulness, such as yoga or meditation. And yes, a a guided meditation app like Calm can help with that. But you can also simply practice sitting quietly for a few minutes at a time, focusing on your breath and on the sounds and sensations around you. Mindfulness can also be practiced in our daily activities. We don't have to sit, you know, cross-legged on the floor to be mindful. Sometimes instead of listening to music or a podcast while you work or work out or whatever it is you're doing, do that activity in silence, paying intentional attention to the sensory experience of whatever you're doing, the feeling of the the hot water and the suds while you're washing dishes or the sounds of the, you know, the hamburger sizzling as you're browning ground beef for whatever you're making for dinner or the sounds in the office around you as you are working on a project. Whatever it is, we can be mindful. We can practice mindfulness by being right there in the moment, paying attention to the actual sounds and sights and smells and physical sensations. We can also be mindful in our conversations with other people, really listening to and being present with the person or people that we're with instead of having our minds somewhere else. This is a hard one for me. I've always got something on my mind and, you know, things I want to do or things that I'm, you know, that happened in the past that I'm not thrilled about, whatever it might be. And I have to work really hard to be present when I'm talking with someone and, and listening to them to hear what they're saying instead of having my mind somewhere else. So practicing mindfulness can help us make the most of today. A fourth thing we can do is pursue our passions. Follow your heart and do the things that make you happy, that bring you joy. It could be a hobby, learning something new, or doing something adventurous. In her wonderful book, Tranquility by Tuesday, which we've talked about on this podcast in the past, Laura Vanderkam invites us to plan one big adventure and one little adventure each week. And as she puts it in the book, the way she describes them, a big adventure means something that requires a few hours. Think half a weekend day. A little adventure could take just an hour or so and fit on a lunch break or a weekday evening, as long as it is something out of the ordinary. The purpose here is to make memories because, as she says, we don't ask where did the time go when we remember where the time went. By doing things that create memories by ourselves or with other people, we are making good use of today's time, making memories so that we can remember looking back on on how we use the time that we had. Vanderkam also recommends that we take one night a week for ourselves. She says each week, take one evening or an equivalent number of hours off from family and work responsibilities and do something that makes life meaningful and fun. I recommend you read the book because she she offers lots of very practicable 
suggestions about how to do these things. But we can make the most of today by getting outside of our ordinary routine and pursuing those things that bring us joy. A fifth way we can make the most of today is to give back. Volunteering, helping others, or contributing to a cause you care about can bring a sense of purpose and fulfillment. One blog post I read in preparing for this episode reminds us that simple kindness can make a day better for others and ourselves. The article says smiling at a stranger, opening the door for someone, or complimenting a coworker are all easy ways to be kind. These small gestures can make a big impact on the people around you and make your day more enjoyable. In doing this, in giving back, in being kind, we are making good use of our, of our time and the days that we have for us. The writer in this particular article goes on to say, in addition to being kind to others, it's essential to be kind to yourself. Beating yourself up will only make you feel worse and won't help you accomplish your goals. Give yourself a break if things aren't going perfectly and be patient with yourself as you learn and grow. So being kind, being generous, all these things are free. They don't cost us a thing and they can make all the difference in the kind of day that we have. And our life is made up of the days, right? The sixth way that we can make the most of today and every day is to take care of our health. Regular exercise, a balanced diet, and proper sleep not only increase longevity, but also improve the quality of life. And don't forget mental health as well. Seek help if you need it. Taking care of our bodies helps us to make the most of our days, helps us to be able to do all these things that I've talked about of reconnecting with people and nurturing relationships. Uh, It helps us to uh, be mindful and pursue our passions and give back in the world. So take care of your health. And the seventh thing we can do to make the most of, of today is to embrace personal growth. Keep learning and growing personally and professionally. Read books, take up courses, attend seminars, or find a mentor. Life is a constant learning journey. And by doing that, by embracing personal growth and learning new things, we're making the most of the time that we have on this planet. Uh, I encourage you to try branching out from your usual kinds of content, maybe a new genre of fiction or a nonfiction book about a topic that's new to you or a class in, in some skill that you've never tried before. Read materials written by people whose perspectives, opinions, or experiences are different from yours and read with curiosity. Read to understand, not to refute. You don't have to agree to understand where someone's coming from. And that can make all the difference in the kind of world we're living in and making the most of the time that we have. The eighth thing we can do to make the most of today is to practice gratitude. Acknowledging the good things in your life can boost happiness and reduce stress. We've talked many times in the past, and I can put links to some past episodes where we focused on the importance of gratitude. But 
start a gratitude journal where you can write down things you're grateful for each day, big things, small things, whatever. It makes a huge difference in the quality of our life and the way we experience today. The ninth thing we can do is spend time in nature. The great outdoors can provide a sense of peace and wonder. It can be a gentle reminder of our place in the world and that we're part of something larger than ourselves. And that can make each day more meaningful, more um, more special, I guess, more memorable. By getting out and spending time in nature, we can make the most of today. And finally, at least for purposes of this list, a tenth Thing that we can do to make the most of today is to remember that we can plan for the future, but we live in the present. Having goals gives life direction, but don't forget to enjoy the journey and not just focus on the destination. We don't have to wait until we've accomplished everything we've planned for ourselves before we can be happy and at peace and satisfied with our lives. We can still experience joy even while we're working towards something new and different in the future. Remember that each day is a new opportunity. Try not to carry the hurts and regrets from one day into the next one. These things can weigh us down and keep us from being present in and actually enjoying the experiences of today. In his Becoming Minimalist blog, Joshua Becker encourages us to remember, tomorrow is another day with great potential and opportunity. You'll want to begin it with a clean slate and a fresh start. Take 10 minutes each evening to clear the clutter and refresh your home for the next day. Tomorrow's self will thank you for it. And in an article in Forbes, and I'll link to these articles in the show notes, I recommend them for food for thought, I guess, on this topic. Uh, Writer Amy Reese Anderson offers similar advice to what Becker had to say. She says, before I go to sleep at night, I remind myself that I accomplished many things that day. Even if I made mistakes or had failures during my day, I try to identify what I learned from them. And I commit to be more dedicated tomorrow to making sure I don't make the same mistakes today. Thus, I will constantly be improving. So these are 10 things, I guess, that we can do to make the most of today. We can reconnect with those people from our past who were important to us, but who we've lost touch with. We can rekindle those old friendships and broaden our life and make it better. We can nurture the relationships with the people who matter to us today, making sure to tell them how much we love and appreciate them and not just assume that they know. And we can create memories together that will bring us joy in time to come. We can practice mindfulness, being present and focused on the moment we're in instead of being lost in worrying about the future or regretting the past. We can pursue our passions, following our heart and doing those things that bring us joy. We can give back by volunteering, by helping others, by contributing to important causes, or simply being kind to the people who cross our path each day. We can take care of our health, both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. 
We can embrace personal growth, learning new things and broadening our horizons and our perspectives. We can certainly practice gratitude, being thankful for what we have today, even as we're looking forward to other things in the future. Spending time in nature can make a a big difference in how we experience our day. And we can plan for our future, but live in the present and enjoying the journey that we are on and being joyful now instead of waiting for some day in the future. There are other things as well. I guess, you know, I'm coming back to where I started. The loss of someone we care about or that we cared about in the past, someone who was important to us, can bring up lots of feelings, including regret and reminders of the passage of time. But we don't need to wait for a major event or loss to remind ourselves to make the most of each day. I appreciated, though, something I read as I was preparing for this episode, that in addition to all the things I've mentioned in this episode, it's perfectly okay to grieve and feel the loss when one of these events happens that brings to mind our own mortality. Feeling that loss, feeling that grief is part of being human. So allow yourself, if you're in a situation like that, maybe you've lost someone close to you, Allow yourself time to process those emotions and seek support if you need it. Try not to put pressure on yourself to make the most of every day. As some days are going to naturally be more productive or more enjoyable or more more obviously meaningful than others. And in fact, making the most of a day in some cases might mean nothing more than simply being present with the people, the experiences, and the emotions that are part of your life that day. And I guess that's what I've been reminded of lately. The whole concept of carpe diem, seize the day, make the most of what the day brings, whatever that might be. So I wonder what you think about this. Do you feel like you're making good use of your days? What do you do to to make your days meaningful, to to go to bed at night feeling like this day I, I did what I needed to and this was a good day. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You can share those in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 456. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. Uh, if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a wonderful place for uh, us to have these conversations, give each other ideas and encouragement and support each other. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I'd love to hear from you. You can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I will respond. Uh, Before we go, remember that for listeners of this podcast, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. You can learn more by going to calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW. And I think that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was time well spent. I look forward to talking with you again. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm